Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 351 of Sports. I'm Tony, and with me, I've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. Uh, we are Sean-less for this episode tonight. Uh, due to the holidays, he's stuck in a... He's trying to catch a turkey, actually. he's uh, He said he was going to try to catch a turkey and uh, eat it that way, I guess. So, uh, yeah, he wasn't able to make it tonight. But uh, we have a big sports episode coming into you uh, tonight. We've got some... Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA, how it's... Uh, early going on how uh, a player benched himself and another player choked another player so a lot of exciting news along with the highest over under total in an nba game since 1995 so we'll let you know how that's going along with uh some mlb signings have finally taken place and college football rankings have mixed up as one of the teams is out of the top four due to a significant injury so we will get into that along with recapping week 12 of the nfl so uh We'll start you guys off though with uh, the NBA. It looks like Andy. So, uh, what uh, what early NBA stories do you have for us here? Uh, I'm going to start here with LeBron James, who you could lead off any NBA podcast for the last 20 years. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> LeBron's having a good year. I don't know if you he noticed, is. but I, you know, especially efficiency wise. You know why I've noticed? I follow this Instagram account that's called Handshake Bets, where it's like a three dudes in like their early 20s, mid 20s. That they, they'll bet over anything. Like, they'll talk about, like, over under 40 and a half uh, Chick-fil-A fries that I'll get in my order. Like, they do fun little stuff like that. And they've, they've actually become a little popular to a certain market. Like, they've uh, they become partners with Jake Paul and, like, uh, a better app and stuff like that. Like, it's literally called Better, like, B-E-T-R. Uh, all these, like, little player stats. And one of the guys, he's filmed himself doing it. But he said this year, because it was year, like, you know, whatever, however old LeBron is. that I think it's year 20 now. Yeah, year 20, that he said he was going to take the under for LeBron James points in every single game this year. And he's done it, and he is about 4-8, I think. It is 4-8 or 4-9, I can't remember. But he is, uh, he calls it the LeBrunder. And he is in shock every week because he's like, I don't understand how he keeps going. And yeah, to your point, he is having a, a good year. So he's shooting almost 40% from three, uh, 58% overall from the field. And she's like, it's crazy. Scary. 25 points a game. Uh, isn't that thing like the highest scoring ever for a guy in your 20 is like eight points a game? And I think it was Vince Carter, right? Or something yeah. like that. So just it's <clears throat> saying unprecedented is like, is an understatement. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it's crazy. Um, it's, and he's, he, he's playing more minutes than they <laughs> wanted to, but he's not playing like 38 minutes. Uh, but, it's like the Lakers are they're kind of a 500 team and they kind of need him to be this good which isn't great but I think maybe maybe if he starts to play a little worse maybe other people will pick up the slack but uh it is it is insane like I I think I've been doing the same thing as this guy like saying all right this is the year LeBron's gonna go under oh yeah but I, I did the same thing with Tom Brady and, yeah. and it did happen there's it, Tom I Brady mean, was a little I, worse I think, last year I think Tom Brady LeBron James and Cristiano Ronaldo it's just three guys that yeah. They 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 take just such good care of their bodies. With they watch what they eat, what they drink, and they have the money to be able to do little blood fusions or whatever they they do. Like I know LeBron has done stuff like that, and they have the best medical teams around them, the best uh, dietitians, whatever you want to call it. And it's no secret, like it's not an accident. Like you have to work hard on the outside of the game to be able to be in that physical good health at forty. And be able to perform in a, a pro sport the way Brady did, the way LeBron's doing, and the way even Ronaldo does too. And it's it's impressive. And yeah, I mean, I, I I'm 33 and I I feel 
random soreness. You know what I mean? I like whether I lift some weights or I go and I go on a, a run or something, it's like you, you just feel sore. Like you little movements, I go golfing and it's like, I'm sore the next day. And it's like, it really does just, I mean, I can't imagine playing a but professional. This is, this is the year event. of the, of the old guy. Cause uh, to join LeBron, um, Curry and Durant, also over the age of 35, also having still really good seasons. I think Curry is averaging like 100 threes a game still. So they, I saw a stat the other day. And that then said, even like, I think after that, you got Harden like working his way back in, still pretty good at 34. So it's, it is crazy. But then we think, well, LeBron's five years older than Harden. So. so this was a game or two ago, but I saw a stat that said Steph Curry has made like 61 three pointers this year. And they said the next, which was more than, anybody on the other on the rest of the team has made in field goals this year. Like I think like Clay Thompson made like has made like, you know, it was like 60 field goals Clay Thompson's made and Steph Curry had made like 61 threes and it was like, what? <laughs> Just really does put in perspective. And I think they've said Chris Paul being there has helped that because it's made Curry not have to bring it up so much and facilitate because Chris Paul can do it. Uh, but we do some have some other NBA stuff to talk about, including a, a story I think uh, Sean would enjoy. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have been actually really good to start the season, uh, played a big game against Golden State, and uh, Curry wasn't going to play in this game, and Draymond decided, I don't want to play either then. Uh, there's a little bit of an altercation between a couple of unrelated players, uh, and Draymond Green comes flying in, putting uh, Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. And again, Rudy Gobert was also not part of the, the altercation either. Yeah, it was just all the McDaniels teammates came and through. Thompson. And yeah, and... Draymond's like, well, that's the biggest guy. I'm going for him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Gobert was definitely trying to play peacemaker. And yeah, he went after him. And it's uh, there's also the things we talked about. It's like, it feels like a lot of people just don't like Gobert. So I think like any chance to <laughs> yeah. go after Gobert, people just enjoy doing. But uh, yeah, Draymond Green ended up getting five game suspension for that. Uh, I imagine it's almost up now because that was last Tuesday. It was actually right yeah. after the podcast. I remember I showed you guys that clip. So yeah, that happened last Tuesday. Um, but in Gobert had mentioned, he said, Steph wasn't playing. Draymond didn't want to play. That's why he did it. And it turned out that Draymond has been kicked out of multiple games that Steph hasn't played. Like oh, he's wow. way more often to be thrown out in games. So it's like, and the, the ironic part is, uh, Golden State gave him a really good game. It came down to like the, the end there. I think it was- yeah, that's impressive. And uh, that's what I was talking about too, as I mentioned to someone is imagine, you know, for the gamblers out there. And I mean, it's like, that's why it's gambling. Like, I believe, I know the Warriors were underdogs that day. But it's like, imagine you do put a little money on Golden State. You're like, okay, hey, they don't have Curry, but they still got Draymond. They still got Klay Thompson. Less than, this happened, we didn't mention. Less than two minutes into the start of the game. I think it was at the 10-11 mark in the first quarter that this happened. So you do that bet, and now it's like, okay, well, now they don't have Curry, uh, Draymond Green, or Klay Thompson. And so, yeah, and Minnesota did go on to win the, the game. The rookie with the Polish name, Pod- yeah, from uh, Santa Clara or something, I think. Yeah, it's hard to... I don't want to know his name or I want to, I don't want to be able I don't want to, have to say his name. Yes. I get what you're saying. I do want to know his name. Okay. Uh, but it's I think just, all of us don't know what you want. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, he needs to be like four years in the league and good. And then we'll all know how to pronounce his name. There you go. And yeah. then they come out like a few di- years later and be like, actually it's this way. And you're like, I'm not changing. There um, are a few players out there like that. I feel oh, like, yeah. but, uh, yeah, and then another thing. This was uh, Andy's. Uh, I'll let Andy talk to this story because I want to take the next basketball story mm-hmm. here. So we'll let Andy do this one. So the, the Clippers lost six games in a row after trading for Harden. So five with Harden. Um, and after that, what Russell Westbrook decided to bench himself. 
Um, he still played, but he put himself on the bench to start the game, saying that that's better for the team. And it was it was clear and obvious to everyone who watched these games that uh, the lineups they're running were bad. But they were like, well, we got these four future Hall of Famers. They all want to start, right? And it's just that wasn't the way to do it. Terrence Mann's kind of the perfect guy to start alongside Harden, um, a guy who can hit threes but also cut, shoot, uh, defend different players. And Westbrook is just not that. Westbrook's an energy guy who want, needs the ball in his hand. So uh, since Westbrook has benched, benched himself, they've won two in a row. I haven't wasn't that impressive. They beat Houston barely. And then, I mean, they took care of business against San Antonio, who's the worst team in the NBA so far. Um but it was notable that uh, Westbrook probably should have come off the bench with the Lakers as well, and that never happened. Um, I think he's grown as a person. He probably is a little happier. Maybe it goes to do with coaching and teammates, too. Maybe somebody should have sat I him think, down and tried to convince I him, like, hey, so. dude, it's not a knock or anything. Just I think we will do better if you come off the bench. Yeah, I think. And I you think bring in that energy off the bench. Like, your starting days are over. It's hard to accept it, but they just are. Yeah. So that, that didn't happen with the Lakers. It didn't work out, obviously. Um, but, it, I mean, it worked out in the sense that they traded him and got better as a team. Um, but this is it, it, it's a good sign that he um, has matured. And, I mean, the other story about Westbrook this, this week was he was out there handing out turkeys. He is, he's a big member of the community. This is his home, and he wants to do that. So I think he's willing to sacrifice to play out his end of his career with uh, the Clippers. So yeah, um, I don't know if they've figured everything out. They also didn't. <clears throat> They signed Daniel Tice, who was uh, with the Pacers to start the season, but uh, they ended up uh, buying him out because he wasn't getting play time with that team because uh, they want to play fast. They want to play smaller. They want to score a lot of points. They don't need a, a big man lumbering out there because uh, these, these Indiana Pacers, they are uh, off to historic starts. Yeah, so I want to do a – we're going to transition out here. So the Atlanta Hawks are playing the Indiana Pacers this evening. And this over-under is what took the world by storm as the over-under for this game was 252.5 is where I believe it closed. And it's the highest total since 1995, which is crazy to me to think like I don't even know what game in 1995 could have been that. But Sons and Sonics. <clears throat> I don't know. Gary Payton. Yeah, I don't know about a Gary Payton team being high over. Payton, but, but I'm just trying to think of a team. But uh, anyway... And, uh, you know, you think about that and you're like, okay, like, do you just take the under? Because that's 260, like 255, like 252 points is what you're saying that, or 253 points, I guess is what you're saying. Well, let me tell you guys, I remember a long time ago, one of my buddy's dads who, uh, I went to high school with, he was, uh, he was like a bookie middleman guy. He was a, uh, big gambler. Uh, he used to go to casinos and they would have him play, but as, but play for the casino and stuff like that. And I, uh, that was when I first started betting. I would book, I would bet through him. This was like when I was like 22 or something like that. And 23, 24, whatever it was. And I remember he would, you know, we'd, whether I'd win or lose, we'd meet each other at like islands for, um, on Monday. And you know, I'd either pay him or he'd pay me. And I remember we would, he was good wisdom though. We would chat and he told me one time, he's like, if there's an over, that's really high. He's like, there's a reason it's that high. If, and it's really low, there's a reason it's that low. So basically like, if you see a really low total, take the under, if you see a really high over, take the over. And for you people that decided to take the over tonight, you're going to hit with ease because, uh, at halftime, I'm just trying to even put this together at halftime. It was 86 to 73 
Atlanta. That was halftime. Well, they might have gotten too comfortable because in the third quarter, Indiana decided to outscore them 46 to 28. And we're saying this to you as we're seeing this game live right now. It is 119 to 114 Indiana at the end of the third quarter. Both these teams are going to score. 300 points is on the table here. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Indiana is going to score in the 150s this evening. Definitely 140, 100% 140s, probably 150s. Atlanta is going to score in the 140s, and they might even flirt with 150. So, yeah, like Andy said, uh, 300 points is on the. And it's crazy because these are two Eastern Conference teams. So they'll face each other three more times this year. And with this over totaling like this, if these teams stay healthy and they continue to play the way they're playing, what are you going to make the next total? 260? I mean, it's insane because there's going to be over 290 points in this game tonight. And it's it's just so mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, look, the Pacers are leading the NBA in points per game, uh, 126. Uh, but Milwaukee and Philly are also at 121. It's also in that conference. When do they play those teams? Uh, yeah, you're right, because Atlanta's, you know, the you know even lower. Yeah, you're right. But uh, you know what, though? Go to look at defense, though. I think that's where the difference is going to be. Look at a uh, opponent. So that that's where the click the the yeah or yeah just, see that's where the difference is because Indiana also gives up the third most points and Atlanta's out there, but Dallas is ahead of them. So to your point, Dallas would be better. But I think and Milwaukee. But when you go down to Philly, like Philly is one of the t- better defensive teams, I believe. Okay, right in the middle. Yeah, middle of the pack. I mean, it's just it's a lot of it. Well, it's also crazy to think middle of the pack is that you're giving up 111 a game. Like it's it's crazy what the NBA has become. Oh yeah, it's so different. It is. It, it's insane. Like, like Kenyon Martin is going to like who is the worst team with averaging points this year? Hundred okay, actually, one hundred and two is actually pretty bad in today's yeah. NBA. But back in the day, one hundred points was like the goal. Oh yeah, like, Lawler's Ralph Lawler, Lawler, yeah. And it's like that happens in the third quarter. I mean, it happened two mm. minutes into the third quarter here with Atlanta. So yeah, um, yeah. So when do when do uh, Indiana? Yeah, we'd have to yeah look at Indiana's schedule. Oh, oh no, this is uh, so this is Milwaukee. So they already played them. There was two hundred fifty yeah. points, and Giannis scored fifty four. <laughs> So Wednesday, December thirteenth, uh, Pacers at home against the Bucks. So, because I mean, the Bucks, what the Bucks were the best defense last year, I believe. Uh, but they traded Drew Holiday for, for Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's a you know what you're doing with that. Yeah, one, you so. do. Uh, they have been a good offensive team, bad defensive team. Um, yeah, that's some fun NBA stuff. Uh, but we do have an off season, and this isn't the most exciting story, but it is a precursor <laughs> to some excitement. Uh, we had our first big free agent signing. So everyone's okay. free to sign, uh, but everyone wants to kind of wait on the the, the winter meetings, which is happen first week <clears> of December. Uh, but Aaron Nola is off the board, coming back to the Phillies on a seven-year, $172 million deal. Uh, now, the interesting thing about this is that uh, it was reported that both the Braves and Dodgers offered uh, over $160 million over six years. So probably more years or more money per year, but uh, you know a little bit less in total. Um, it shows that those those teams are involved, and especially that's crazy for the Braves. That's division rival that they want, they would want to weaken right there. Um, you know, really good team, but they could use another arm there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just shows you th- those two teams will be active in this market. Uh, there's that Yamamoto, Yamamoto mm. uh, Japanese <clears throat> pitcher who's going to be on the market soon. Is he favored um, to go anywhere? I don't. Know if he, I don't know if there's a favorite. Um, I did see something about um, Shohei is not going to go to Seattle. They said Seattle just can't say they're they're out, which that's what I was picking. Is like if he's going to leave, you go to Seattle. You know, stay in that yeah that Pacific Japanese uh, relationship right there. Um, but that's what we're all waiting for is what's going to happen yeah. with Shohei. What's going to happen? And I know he did deny whatever the Angels 
offered him or something like that, I think. So, like, he's definitely looking at the market, which you should. I mean, you can't just accept what they have because there's going to be a lot out there to see. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I've seen a big, a big team that's really going to charge at him, too. I heard it's the Cubs. Which seeing Shohei at Wrigley Field could be exciting, but again, he's yeah. not going to pitch this Cubs year. Historically, have, have done well signing uh, Japanese players. Um, yeah. so they got a little connection there. Yeah, it's there's going to be some stuff trickling out. MLB offseason is like NBA. Everyone signs like day one or day zero. Even uh, MLB is a little different. <clears throat> you want to talk about college football now? Uh, yeah. So uh, college football, we had a, a good little uh, week here. Georgia dominated. Uh, with a, I forget who they played this last week, but they. Uh, I forgot to. I had it. We, up here. Yeah, we can. Uh, that's the power of the computer, thankfully. Oh, Tennessee. That's yes. right. So yeah, number eight. That's team. two weeks in a row they beat a ranked team pretty handily on the road. Also, thirty-eight to twenty. Uh, they can stay at the number one spot. Ohio State in the two spot uh, gets a nice easy win at home, thirty-seven to three over Minnesota. Uh, Michigan, a little, you know, wasn't the uh, easiest win, but they go and take care of business at Maryland, thirty-one to twenty-four. But the big story here, Florida State loses number rank, number four ranked Florida State defeats North Alabama 58 to 13. But in doing so, they lose their star quarterback, Jordan Travis, for the season with a nasty leg injury. Uh, it was an ankle injury, I believe. Gruesome. You know, they show one of those injuries that they, they show it when it first happened, but then they don't show it again. Like you have to like find it on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. But uh, ugly injury. And that was enough for the committee to say, you know what? You guys are out of the top four because Washington has jumped them after a nice road victory at Oregon State where they were one and a half point underdogs. Uh, and they go down and they beat uh, Oregon State. Pouring rain. It was a crazy game. A lot of fumbles. Yeah, a lot of fumbles. And uh, they they take care of business there. They beat Oregon State. And then uh, Oregon uh, went ahead. And so that jumped them to number four. And then Oregon went ahead and they... Uh, they took care of business in their game against... Uh, was it ASU, I believe, at Arizona yeah, State? Yeah. Uh, they took care of business easily there, forty nine to thirteen, and uh, and I maybe I'm wrong. I think Bonix did pass into number one now for Heisman favor. Yeah, I mean four hundred four hundred four yards and six touchdowns. The Auburn transfer in his second year, I believe, at Oregon, yeah. having so a very good it's season. It's crazy. It's probably going to be. I mean, so the do they vote for Heisman before the conference title? I feel like they do. I could be wrong, count? but I, I feel like they. Oh, it almost actually, seems know like it's going to come down. The to conference that. one. I don't know. Like, I think like, it's after the conference one, but I think, so, I, I think, think it's, it's before the bowl games, yeah. though. Oh, definitely before the bowl games. Yeah. Um, but that's seems like that's what it's going to come down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless people out there still believe in LSU's quarterback, but I don't. I don't think yeah. so. But yeah, no, that'll it'll definitely come down to that. And uh, I so the the new rankings are out. Oh, I guess we really quickly wanted to talk about the little crosstown rivalry, UCLA USC, and this just. Continues to go with how USC has played this year. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Like I, I started watching the Georgia game, and that's when it got out of hand. I'm like, oh, I'll switch over to UCLA. Um, UCLA's defense, and especially the defensive line, dominated USC. Which is what's so strange about this current USC team is they're like for my entire life, USC has had great offensive lines, great running backs. Even when they had good passing games and stuff, they still supplemented that with like good running attacks. I was even thinking. Like when Sam Darnold was the quarterback, they had Ronald Jones, who not a, not a Pro Bowl or anything, but the guy made the NFL. He was a good college running back. Uh, USC is pathetic on the line. I don't know how that that's happened, um, but they. I felt bad for Caleb Williams. Anyone who was like, "Well, Caleb Williams lost a bunch of games here. Is he really the number one pick?" Uh, you're stupid if you draft <laughs> Drake May over Caleb Williams. Yeah. Watching that game, it's like 
He has no time, and he's making ridiculous plays. And, I mean, he threw for like 350 yards still. Um, yeah, he's Drake. Caleb Williams, everyone knows it is the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Like, he's yeah. uh, he is the number one. So, so the reality is, you know, if you're like a really great quarterback playing in Los Angeles, usually the rest of the team lets you down. Just how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's a foreshadow, uh, possibly, for what we could get into. Um, but that's the situation here. Is that team, you know, it has it has some receivers, but I I don't know what they did. Disaster like everywhere else on that roster. Um, Caleb Williams, I think, is still the best player in college football, even if he's not going to be invited back for the Heisman. Uh, yeah, definitely not going to be invited back ceremony. this year. USC being at seven and five, definitely yeah. a uh, and he's, disappointment. He's not going to play in the bowl game. Let's no, hundred percent not. No reason to, and I don't think he's going to come back to college either. I think no, no, I think definitely not. Because I know there were those flirting talks earlier in the season about like, oh, I only want to play for these teams, but I think now it's like, no, no, you're going to go to whoever is number one, and you're going to like it. But uh, yeah, so yeah, they, uh, we have finish out the rankings here. So yes. we said Florida State still still fifth. Still has a chance, maybe. Uh, you got to wait uh, out. But we think whoever. I mean, if Oregon beats Washington, they're going to jump. Them. Yeah. So Ohio and honestly, Alabama, I think will jump them too. They have Florida at five, just out of respect to Florida. But Florida's not getting back in the top yeah. four. So I think they will have Oregon or even Alabama jump them because of their possible yeah. possible teams they could beat. Washington will probably. I mean, Oregon will probably play Washington in the Pac-12 championship, just like Alabama will probably play Georgia in the SEC championship. And so we've got Oregon at six, Texas at seven, Alabama at eight, and I. I think that's it. I think that's the only teams that are going to can make a run here. I think it's like Missouri was ninth or something like that. They are, yeah. They, um, but that's the, those are the teams that could potentially still make the playoff here. Um, but yeah, next week we got we got some some big games. I'll start with Oregon, Oregon State because that's actually Friday. Uh, the Civil War is what they used to call it. I believe they said that was offensive now or something. Um, but this might be the last time they play that game That's in a while. So somebody at the, I was actually at a bar a couple of weeks ago and a, a guy who went to Oregon State was actually talking to me about that because we were watching the Oregon USC game. And he even said, he's like, it's a, it's a bummer because he's like, this, this will probably be like the last time we see it because he, I think they talked about how like next year it's not going to be like, they're not going to play each other or something like that. So. And I think, is it, no, it's a, what school is it that doesn't even have like a conference to go to next year yet? <laughs> Cal or something? Oregon State. Oregon State? State. Okay, yeah. That's yeah right. so oh, that's right. It was Washington Cal, State. Cal and Stanford go to the ACC, which makes no sense, but, you know. Um, I don't yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They're still suing the themselves. I don't really know how it's working. Um, but, yeah, that's usually a good game. Oregon State, I think, pulled off an upset last year in that game. Um, if the, I mean, this yeah. game's in Oregon State, right? Yeah. Very Oregon. live to pull no, off an no, upset. No, 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 it's, it's okay, no. Okay, cool. Um, but then the big game of the weekend, Michigan-Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh is going to be watching it from home on TV, like all of us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know what's the, what's the line on this one? I heard it's like three and a half. Got to see. Got to <clears throat> see. So Michigan three by three. Uh, this is like the championship game already. Like this is this oh, is the yeah. first playoff game. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's two versus three. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, that'll be a uh, that'll be a good one. Uh, I obviously being an Ohio State fan, I I want Ohio State to win. But uh, it, it's very interesting because Ohio State's on the road. And I feel like if, if Michigan does win this game and it's by less than a touchdown, I think um, I think you I think it might not it might just jump bounce Ohio State to four. I mean I don't know. It'll be tough to say if them getting out of there. I mean obviously if Oregon beats up on Oregon State, it's possible it jumps them out. But even if that did, then I I don't know. The, the whole thing gets tricky. Like this is going to be a very unique year on uh, who is in and who's going to be out of the. Uh, playoffs this year. Yeah. 
Because a lot really could happen that shakes things up. And yeah, it's gonna be tough decisions for the for the committees there. It's, um, you know, in, in college basketball, they punish you for injured players. So that'll be will be that some will that happen here with Florida State? Um, Florida State is still probably gonna go still be undefeated. I mean, I guess they yeah. still have an ACC championship game, but the the quarterback the the second string quarterback is still like a good prospect. So, um, but then yeah, we do have Florida State does have a. Somewhat of a test this weekend. Uh, they are having, they're playing Florida on the road. Uh, so they, you know, that's always a, a big game in state rivalry right there. Um, and Florida is like a 500 team. It is an SEC team though. So that'll be their first test. We'll have to see how they do. And I think if they, if they have an impressive win, maybe the committee will be like, yeah, maybe we'll have a chance. But if that's a close game, then maybe it's over for Florida State. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a tough time seeing Florida State being in there. And I even talked about it last week that maybe Florida State would be the team that get jumped, got jumped just because they were in the ACC, not as impressive. But uh, the reason, you know, the fact of the matter is the reason they got jumped this week is because Jordan Travis is out for the season, the remainder of the season. So I think that uh, definitely, so that's not the way I predicted it to happen, but I, I did say I thought they could get jumped out and it looks like they are. Uh, is there any more college news? Or are we going to go on to the big boys? All right, another beautiful week of NFL football. And, uh, another beautiful week of Andy and I, just, or at least mostly me this week, I guess. Not uh, Andy, I think, actually had a winning week. But uh, a very, very exciting week of college football, actually. A lot of headlines. So uh, we'll start off with the yeah, Thursday okay. night game where, what? You said college football again. Did I? Well, NFL, I'm sorry. Um, a lot of, uh, a big week in the NFL. And week 12, star- or week, was it week 11? Yeah, week 11 started off with, Thursday night football was actually what we thought would be a good Thursday night football game. Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. But unfortunately, it wasn't because injuries just started plaguing it. Mark Andrews gets hurt in the game and he will miss the remainder of the season. And then the big news, though, Joe Burrow on a touchdown pass to Joe Mixon start, you know, you could tell just grimacing in pain after the pass uh, goes to the sideline, can't even throw the ball, leaves the game. Turns out he's done for the season. Uh, and then like there were some th- rumors going on about how like maybe the Bengals don't give the injury, give an honest injury report and stuff. And because, uh, you know, people did notice that Joe Burrow did come off the plane uh, with a like a little bit of a brace on his uh, his right wrist or whatever it was. So uh, people are starting to question, you know, do the are the Bengals? How honest are the Bengals? But it uh, doesn't matter how uh, the Bengals lose him for the season. Jake Browning came in. Not very. I mean, just. Not very good and whatnot. So uh, this all but uh, does it for the Bengals season. I mean, uh, before that game or t- two weeks ago, I think after when the Bengals got hot and they were five and four or no, I'm sorry. They were five, five and three. three. They were like 13 to one odds to win the Super Bowl. People were like, Bengals are back. They're now five and five. No more Joe Burrow. They are now a hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. And uh, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals bummer season for them. Uh so it'll be interesting to see how they end up, how the next few seasons go. Will they bounce back and still be a good team? Or is this going to be another... Just downhill battle for them. But uh, anyway, as we, we didn't even get to it yet. The Ravens did easily win this game, 34-20. to 20. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 264 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Gus Edwards, another two touchdowns. Uh, Odell Beckham got hurt in the game too, but I uh, don't think it was too serious. But 116 yards for Odell Beckham, which they said I think was the first time he had over 100 receiving yards since like, it was either like somewhere like 2019 or something yeah, like that. Probably. When he was with the Rams, I don't think he... He didn't perform until the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah, Odell Beckham, finally a decent game, but again, did get hurt at the end of it. Uh, the next game we got here, I'll t- talk about just because it is the Steelers and Browns. 
Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they go to six and four. The Browns go to seven and three. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson with the win. And uh, thankfully, after uh, uh, as of today, which uh, Tuesday, a couple days after the game, the Steelers have finally fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada, which makes me very happy as a fan. Because the one thing I did talk about in this game that I hated was it was a 10-10 game. Steelers got the ball back. Browns had maybe two timeouts left and about a minute 40 to go. And the Steelers got the ball at like, you know, their own 20 or something. And they go three and out in about like 20 seconds. And in that situation, you have to play the game where it's like, we're either going to win this game or we're going into overtime. And I mean, granted in overtime, you know, who's to say Browns would have, but the way that defense was going, even if the Browns got the ball first, you probably were going to get that ball back at least because there was two touchdowns this entire game. And it was just bad, bad play, play management, everything. Steelers go three and out. They kick the ball back. I think the Browns even actually got a decent kickoff return and led to the Browns getting into an easy field goal range and kicked a game winning like 30 yarder, like pretty much an extra point. And uh, yeah, the Steelers go to six and four, but uh, thankfully they did fire uh, Matt Canada. And it's just amazing to me that the Browns are seven and three, just with how their situation's been this year with injuries. Uh, they're Deshaun Watson is out for the season. Nick Chubb's out for the season. And this team just keeps winning. Granted, they do have one of the best defenses in the NFL, so I'll give them credit where credit's due. They but signed Joe Flacco. They did, yeah. Joe Flacco is is he going to be the guy that comes in, or are they going to say with Dwayne Thompson? I think Robinson? people are saying, why would Flacco agree to do this if he didn't think he's going to start? <clears throat> At some I, point. I, I agree with that. He's not starting this week because he just joined the team. Yeah, I think but. Dorian Thompson Robinson was just kind of a filler. I don't think they th- believe that's the guy that gives them a chance to win the Super Bowl. And it's kind of crazy to yeah. think that they think, you know what, Joe Flacco can do hey. just enough. And there's been teams like that in the past where they have a quarterback like Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl for the Buccaneers, Trent Dilfer for the Ravens. It's like you get that quarterback that can at least just move the ball well enough and you let your defense do the rest. Uh, crazier things have happened. So 11 months ago at this time, I was uh, – probably talking about on this podcast about how sad I was about the end of his career. Um, he, he needed so, so Dorian Thompson Robinson needed about like 270 yards to pass Cade McNown. Oh, I do remember this now. Yeah. For all time UCLA passer. And he throws for 250 in the first half. And it's like, <laughs> well, he's got this uh, first drive of the second half gets hurt. Doesn't come back. Does not set the UCLA record. And I'm like, I don't know if he's good enough to make the NFL. Uh, maybe a team will put him in training camp. We'll have a chance. Um, but here he is starting games for a team that's got a good chance of making the playoffs. So, uh, you know, good for him. That's very, not, uh, very that's good not the, playoffs. the end of his football career was that really low moment. So yeah. um, now the ironic part, he couldn't beat Pitt in the goddamn bowl game, but he beats <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers here. So uh, good for him. Yeah. Um, Let you take the next. Yeah, the next one. N- NFC North matchup. Uh, yeah, put that in the wrong <laughs> the wrong. <laughs> one there, but uh, if he goes to one of those teams, he'll probably get fired yeah. though too. So Detroit Lions, who you'll be thinking about uh, a lot this week, of course, the, the great Ooh. Thanksgiving. Yeah, you team. know what's funny is my. I'm glad you brought that up because my mom. I was talking to her this week, and so like we mentioned how, uh, which we'll get into how there is a Friday game this week, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "Oh, is there any things? No, any Thursday game?" We're like, "We're bummed. There's no Thursday games." And I was like, "What do you mean there's no Thursday games? It's Thanksgiving. Of course there is." And so she actually made me doubt myself. So I had to look on my phone. I'm like, "There's got to be." I was like, "What do you mean, mom? The Lions and Cowboys play every Thanksgiving." And sure enough. Uh, they are, and yeah, like Andy said, you'll be thinking of Detroit here. So, yeah, so Detroit had a, uh, a the kind of game that shows you that they are for real and a good team. And maybe that's a little weird if you once I go through this, but the Detroit Lions went down to the Bears. They were losing to the Bears almost the entire game. Uh, come back with two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win the game, uh, despite three interceptions from Jared Goff. 
But that's, I think, a sign of a good team is when you don't play well and you still still figure out a way to win. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning Justin Fields came back, had a nice game yeah. for them. So uh, these last few games for the Bears here are, are going to all be about is Justin Fields a guy or not? You know, and I think I think even Justin Fields is good. I think they should draft one of the quarterbacks if, it, if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is he's playing for his career here. Um, but yeah, Ideally, or at the very least, auditioning for another team. Yeah, or it, you could trade him for a th- trade a third third round pick or something. I mean, there's for him. Yeah. teams out there that might not have a suitable like the Las Vegas Raiders could be using any quarterback. Yeah. The no, he's an upgrade over a lot of quarterbacks. Quite playing. frankly, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers could probably use a quarterback. Sure, there's there's. Some guys on this uh, list coming up that uh, are upgrades. Yeah, I'll let you uh, take this next one, Andy, uh, yeah, since this is your is, team. This was a, a rough game. Uh, Chargers, Packers, Chargers going to Lambeau. Packers aren't good. So Chargers were favored despite being you know a 500 team or something. But the Chargers, I think, were, I think they're better. I think they have they have a better quarterback, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but what happened in this game just seems like something I've seen 100 times before. Uh, Chargers defense is not good. I don't think that's you know a, a wild statement. They're not good, and they make bad quarterbacks look okay, and they make below-average quarterbacks look really good. Uh, I think Jordan Love is a little bit better than bad, whereas like Zach Wilson is bad. Jordan Love's a little bit better, uh, but Jordan uh, Jordan Love threw for 300 yards the first time in his career. Uh, it was the first time the Green Bay thrown for 300 yards in over two seasons. Uh, they put up 23 points, which they hadn't scored more than 20 uh, since, like, I think the first game of the year. Um, just everyone looks good against this defense, and that's that's only one half of the story of this game. Uh, the other half, on offense, Justin Herbert played one of the best games you'll ever see for a guy who had 260 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but yet, he had a bunch of conversions running the ball. Uh, Chargers had like, six or seven drops, including... Uh, the worst one was end of the game, down by three with 30 seconds left. Herbert hits the rookie for like going to be 50 yards, maybe maybe a 70 yard touchdown because he was he was past the guy who's on the sideline. Maybe would have been carried out of bounds, but it would have been in field goal range. The rookie Quentin Johnson drops the pass. I think it's third drop of the day. Uh, a guy who had a lot of problems dropping the ball in college, <clears throat> and the reason he's just not been featured in the offense so far is that he. Has had trouble catching the ball, and I think you don't want seen, that from a wide receiver. No, what, what, we, what I've seen it's not just catching; it's like the whole process of catching too. Of if you're a wide receiver, you got to sometimes fight for the ball, you know. Yeah, because uh, sometimes it's going to be a, a tight window. You got to be able to be aggressive and get that ball. He is terrible at it, despite being like a pretty big, big guy. He just does not go after the ball. He doesn't doesn't know how to catch. He doesn't know how to catch easy passes. Can't catch tough passes and. Uh, really depressing because uh, you can point again to, wow, Justin Herbert was given given a chance to win the game at the end, and he he couldn't do it once again. And it was they had two chances, they had two drives in the last two minutes. The first one, uh, Johnson drops a pass, and then on second down, Eckler falls down, and then on third down, immediate sack. And it was like these fucking guys are wanting they're, they're sabotaging Justin Herbert. It's so sad, and I think. Herbert was morphing into Phil Rivers slash Chris Paul in this game, where he was yelling at his teammates. Where it's like, he's cracking. He's not. He's not going to yeah. make it. He's this is, well. The coach this is, is cracking too. Yeah, and then that's, that was that's a bad post game interview. I do have to talk about the, the final drive as well. That for Green Bay, the, the go ahead drive because uh, I just talked about the defense being bad. But I'll I'll go through it to, to explain. 
Uh, on second and ten, the Chargers had a, a nice strip stack from from Cleo Mack. They aren't they aren't able to recover, but that's pretty good. You know, gonna knock them back to third and twenty. Now, Tony, can you can you guess what happened on the third and twenty? <laughs> uh, I don't know. First down. Well, can you guess how they got the first down? Halfback draw. That led to something or a penalty because I know they did Derwin James. Penalty. No, it was not Derwin James. Although, did he have another one this week? I can't remember. Um, but Asante Samuel Jr. committing a pass interference on a play that probably was not going to be complete. And at that point, you just let it happen. 20 yards downfield, you see if the guy can come down with it. because It's amazing how that because constantly happens to the Chargers. It's just like, what are you fucking doing? How stupid are you? Like, this is not like a, I'm totally beat, I need to hold him. This was maybe a 50-50 ball at best for Green Bay, uh, but commits a dumb pass interference. Mm. Next play, uh, five-yard pass just right over the middle. Guy comes in to tackle him, misses the tackle, but also in the event of missing the tackle, hits the linebacker and knocks him out of the way. <laughs> so now there's nobody there, and the guy gets an extra like 40 yards down to the 20, and it's like, oh, my God. Well, Green Bay still needs a touchdown. They can still get a stop here. Uh, I think they run one more play, and then it's like second and 10. Uh, now this time the linebacker's out of position. He's running out to try to cover a guy before the snap. And he runs all the way, momentum takes him into the cornerback right as the snap happens. It knocks over the Chargers cornerback and the Green Bay receiver just, you know, walks right down the field and scores a touchdown. Um, yeah, if I was Brandon Staley, I would be losing my mind because uh, I think what he wants to say in the post game is like, I'm not doing this. I'm not holding on third down. I'm not missing the tackles and knocking over the other defenders. Do you think that's what I coach these guys to do? Like, this is this is not my fault. These guys are idiots, and they're fucking up. I'm not coaching to, to fuck up, but they're doing it anyway. So, I mean, ultimately, he's going to be held responsible. He's going to get fired, I think, for this because... I think he's going to get fired, too. That's what I was going to say. The results are bad. No matter what you, excuse you have, they're bad. So... Uh, but it is it is amazing that I think... I think... And I think the other thing is, if you're if you've reached this level... To be a head coach in the NFL, you probably think that you're good at your job. Yeah, and to have people constantly tell you, "Do you think you're good at your job?" Like he he was the the question that got to him is they've asked like three weeks in a row, "Should you stop calling a defensive place?" And he's like, "No, I'm the defensive guy. I call the defense plays, and I think they're good plays, and I think our defense is good. The results aren't there, but I think they're good. So if I just keep calling the game the same way." then it should go well. And they're like, yeah, but the defense sucks. <laughs> it's like, it's got to suck to have people just tell you you're bad at your job over and over for multiple weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that's what hap- what's happening here. But um, it's a long life. Uh, there have been guys who have had horrible results coaching football and then have come back and been pretty good. Uh, I just don't think it's going to end up happening with the Chargers. So we'll see. But there's still seven games left. And maybe they go seven and zero. I don't think so, but maybe they do. Yeah, um, but like that's what I was gonna say. So Staley is the favorite to get fired next. So I think he don't bet on that. The Chargers are not gonna fire him midseason. Why is someone else I think could get fired midseason? Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. That's like yeah. That's that. one that uh, they've Eberflus. talked about. Um, they've also talked about the Panthers coach. Yeah. Right away. And I'll, I guess he's uh, been out to say that I was, some I was listening today that uh, he has like these owner coach meetings every week and they're very intense, I guess he was saying. So like they, they've been saying they think that guy's going to just cut him loose also at some point. But uh, yeah, if the, char- the Chargers, quite frankly, Andy, and I'm, I'm just gonna, this is my honest opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. 
if the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year, I think Staley is gone. And I and even what I was listening to today, the uh, a podcast was saying that well, the same thing I've been saying is that there's a coach in Michigan right now that they said could very well come to LA, and it's you know Jim Harbaugh. You know, I think that him, uh, Chargers or Raiders, I think are two very possible options for Harbaugh to go to. But uh, I, I just do think because because it, it, it is such a good roster, it really is. Like when you look at it, it's like you've got. I mean, it's it's got talent, and I know it's not doing well, but They're it's like playing. it's not it's it's a good it's good on paper. Like whether you like to admit it or not, I, I'm going to complain about their their offense today or their this week. They had their their healthy receivers were their number one receiver, their number four receiver, and their number two tight end. Yeah, and they had to pick guys up off the I'm, street. I mean, I get, I know there has been injuries, they, but I'm saying like. Horrible injuries on. Yeah, and on Bosa offense. did get hurt too. Yeah, and Bo- Bosa also was crying throughout the entire game. But he uh, died again. Um, but anyway, I think that's enough Chargers yeah. chatter. I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe you know they're very capable of winning. You know, six we'll, of their we'll next seven, and maybe they April. they do something. But uh, moving on to the next game, which is a game I watched, which is a game also I had on one of our uh, my picks for the week. But the Raiders and the Dolphins. Uh, the Raiders ended up. Uh, d- Ended up, uh, this was actually a really good game. The, at halftime, it was 14 to 13 Dolphins. And I was like, okay, I'm on pace to go over my 46 or whatever it was. And uh, they decided in the second half that, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just have zero points pretty much. And uh, Dolphins outscored them 6 nothing in the second half with just two field goals. Uh, but Raiders were competitive. That would have been the side to bet on. Because the Raiders were getting about, I think it was like 14 points. Closed at like 13 and a half. Only lost the game by 7. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I believe with a couple interceptions, um, and Tyreek Hill just, you know, doing what he does, which is getting open and running like a wild man upfield. And that's what he just blew through the Raiders secondary. Also kind of funny to think here that the Raiders are one and five on the road and five and six overall. So they actually play well at home. They've, uh, only lost one home game, which, uh, we all know is to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we like to talk about that, but, uh, Miami Dolphins overall though, easy win 20 to 13, and they will host. I don't know if they'll host. Actually, no, it's in New York. They'll play the New York Jets this week uh, in New York on the first ever Black Friday game. So we will have a Friday NFL game, and it starts at fucking noon, which sucks for guys like me that actually do have to work until like 3 p.m. on fucking Friday. So uh, I won't get to watch it. But for all you Amazon Prime owners out there, Amazon Prime knows what they're doing because it's Black Friday. So you have the Amazon Prime deals on Black Friday. Mixed with the fact that they're going to throw an NFL game on Prime that you can only watch on Prime. Uh, so Amazon Prime just continuing to just take over the world. Uh, but uh, here, this is a game that uh, I'm sure, you know, had all the audiences watching. The Washington against the New York football Giants, where they made Tommy DeVito look like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. where he threw for three touchdowns and a handful of yards. And they ended up getting the job done and defeated the Washington Commanders. By a final score of 31-19. So, uh, and, uh, I don't know. I didn't realize the Commanders were only 4-7, and seven too. They're 1-4 and four at home, too. They're just, just awful. Just not a very good team at all. But, uh, yeah, they ended up uh, losing to the Giants. Do you have anything to say about the game? I yeah, imagine. let's move on. No, yeah, <laughs> thank you. No, uh, it's... And let's do this one quick. Carolina-Dallas, which it, was that one of your picks as well. Uh, Cowboys take care of business against these bad teams, it looks like, because they uh, another dominating win for them, 33-10. to 10. Uh yeah. Yeah. Get by half a point. You had Dallas Carolina under 40 and, and a half. Here was my thing about it when I, I talked about it last week is I said 
Carolina is not going to score much. And I said, I don't think Dallas is going to care enough or score over 30. And I was wrong. They scored 33. So, yeah, I do lose that game. And up, 16 in the I fourth. was just going to say, upsetting uh, that six yeah. Cowboys beat them 16 nothing in the fourth. But uh, then, anyway, the next game we've got here is the uh, Tennessee Titans and the San or the. Jacksonville Jaguar or no, I'm, yeah, let's let's just do that game. Where yeah, he didn't it? have it on there. Yeah, he didn't even have it on there. That's it fine. It got skipped on accident, but uh, I mean Jacksonville dominated them. They're the best team in that division. Uh, last week against we'll the Niners, this next week. Th- throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the next game we have here: Houston, Arizona. Um, two nice, fast quarterbacks that play football. Arizona's offense looking a lot better with uh, Kyler Murray back. Uh, not enough. C.J. Stroud, another great performance: three hundred thirty-six yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions, which. He hasn't been throwing many picks this year, but uh, does it here. They win the game 21-16. They got a big matchup this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so uh, that'll be exciting. Uh, the next game here, San Francisco-Tampa Bay. San Francisco, just pure domination. Easy win for them. Uh, never really a contest. McCaffrey finds his way back in the end zone in this game. And, uh, yeah, the San Francisco gets a nice a nice win there. Oh, it is important to mention that Jacksonville minus 6.5 is one of my picks, so I got that one. Okay, very good by a lot. But you also didn't put it on the board, so I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't on here. I know. Like, so I know. No, I'm so sorry. I was going to miss it regardless. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that, what, are, what? okay, hold on. Were you talking about the Niners? Rock yeah, perfect. I mean, it's over no, now, but perfect. this is all going out of control. Let me see. What were your other two picks this week? Just so like in case we come across them, I can... Seattle and Buffalo. Okay, so we haven't gotten there yet. Good. Okay. So anyway, the next game we got here... Which is uh, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, and then you know, we're, we're going a little. It's the holiday season. Uh, Give us a break. Don't look at future games and all. This yeah, so, uh, the Buffalo Bills dominant win, thirty-two to six. To, to six. Thing I want to talk about here is that the New York Jets finally did what we've been wanting them to do, and that was bench Zach Wilson. And he will not start this next week. And not only will he not start, he is only in there as the emergency quarterback. So he's really not going to play at all. Uh, this is the end of Zach Wilson for this season. He will not see the football field again this season, in my opinion, unless there's guys that get hurt. But a big win for the Buffalo Bills. Andy called it. He took the Bills minus seven. They get an easy uh, 32 to six victory at home. Uh, so, yeah, it was a big win for the Buffalo Bills. The next game here was another one of Andy's games, the L.A. Rams against the Seattle Seahawks, where Geno Smith got hurt in the game. Kenneth Walker got hurt, but uh, Geno Smith came back and almost brought them back. But the L.A. Rams take a 17-16 lead, and uh, Jason Myers misses a 55-yard field goal at the end of the game. And uh, what you had, Seattle plus one? So I had Seattle minus one. Minus one. And uh, the line did close at like Seattle plus one and a half, I believe, or I something. Two, because plus Stafford two, yeah. uh, was announced to be back. So... Uh, if you took the game at game time, uh, you would have. If you took the, the Seahawks at game time, you would have won the bet. But uh, you know, that's we pick these games on Tuesday nights, and, and that's what happens. And, and and I have mentioned that before too about how like Andy and I do do it at a tough time because of that situation. Let's say we did this podcast on Saturday. Andy, if he, if he likes Seattle at minus one, he probably loved Seattle at plus two. So. Probably would have won. I, you know, I liked them at that because I didn't think Stafford was going to play. That's the whole point, though. Yeah. But, I mean, it only even moved up a little bit. So, there was always little hints in there that he probably was, that there was a chance he would play. Uh, so, the next game we got here, the nightcap, Den- or uh, Sunday night game, Denver-Minnesota. A lot of turnovers in this game. A lot of excitement. But uh, Denver pulls it off. <coughs> Gets a nice uh, 21-20 to victory. Uh, at home, and that is four in a row for the Denver Broncos, who are now sitting at five and five, and they might be sitting there with some playoff hopes. Uh, so you know they um, they're uh, they're playing good football right now. So 
Uh, Vikings also six and five. They're still in the playoff picture. Uh, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of exciting things there. And then the final game of the week, which by far the game of the week, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rematch. And this was the only game that I personally won this week as I took the uh, uh, Seattle. Uh, wow. Wrong bird. The Philadelphia Eagles plus three and uh, they end up winning the game straight up 21 to 17. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff in this game. Uh, Valdez, Valdez Scantling with a huge drop that um, put him all over the Internet last night. A lot of memes on Instagram, Twitter, making fun of him. A big key drop. Uh, Travis Kelsey with a key fumble in the red zone last night as well. And uh, yeah, the Eagles get the win. And that was the first time Jason Kelsey has beaten younger brother, Travis Kelsey. And uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are nine and one. And you know what the ironic thing here is, Andy, is do you remember who the only quarterback the Eagles oh, yeah. have lost to this year? Oh yeah, because I bet on that game. Yeah, Zach Wilson. <laughs> so, so ironic that it just, life's just funny. I think like that's just one of those things you look at and just life is funny. I remember the Eagles were favored by six and a half. I'm like, not even getting the full touch. I, I do Zach remember Wilson. you saying that. Yeah. Sauce Gardeners are going to play? What the fuck? And then, yeah, kind of just crazy how that ends up happening. I, I think the, the big story for this game has been Kansas City's second half offense has been the worst in the NFL. The worst. Patrick Mahomes, the worst second half offense. I think they're averaging like 5.5 points per game in the second half. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Like, obviously, big drop. They should have scored there. Uh, they don't have the greatest receiving core. <laughs> But they should be doing better than this. Uh, they've got a good offensive line. I, I agree. I think they're. I think they're kind of in that fuck around uh, mode right now. They won two Super Bowls. They're not really trying that hard. Uh, but maybe this is, a, this is a wake up call to them. But they're still probably going to win this division. Denver. Denver's two games behind. But I, yeah, no, they'll they'll win believer. this division. I'm not a believer in Denver. Uh, they'll 100 win the division. I believe. So they they need to figure some stuff out. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes just not. The stats aren't there this year. Like, what is he? Is this is definitely going to be his worst year? But uh, yeah, ninety three point eight quarterback rating. That's like an average quarterback rating these days. So, um, anyone want to try to pick some games this week? Yeah. yeah, we got games on four different days this week. So. Yeah, uh, I um, do. We just want to pick just three games again, or do yeah. we throw one Thanksgiving special in there? No, I've got um. I've got my games so far here, so do you want me to start off with one? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to just go with the Jacksonville Jaguars money line because they're minus two, and I'm like, I don't care about taking the two. Just give me them straight up to win the game because it's not like it's a crazy difference. Uh, first off, Jacksonville four. I'm going to put minus two just because it's easier, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it Okay. in the context, yeah. You know, fucking then I'll just we'll we'll say we're just doing spreads. I'll say Jacksonville minus two. Then I don't want I want to be. But no, you could go through why you think. That yeah, no, I mean two is just. But I mean, like if they win this, if I think they're going to win this game, I I mean if they win by one point, I'll come back and say I remember I said money line. But for now, I'll take minus two. But uh, the Jaguars four zero on the road this year. But I think this is a this is a big game for them because if they do lose to Houston, that puts them both at seven and four. And I believe this is the first time they've played Houston this year. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but. I would assume no. They they played like week two and Houston okay. destroyed them. Was, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's, uh, let's go back to that really quick. Yeah, you're right. Thirty seven seventeen. So this is a revenge spot, I think, for you know Jacksonville a little bit too, because because if they lose this game, they'd be seven and four, and so would Houston, and you'd be zero and two against Houston this year. That would be bad. I think Jacksonville comes out. They're undefeated on the road this year, which is impressive. Uh, I think they come out. 
they had a nice win against Tennessee. I think they continue the momentum, and I think they they go into Houston and they do uh, they win this game and they give themselves a nice two game cushion ahead of Houston in the division. All right. Well, I am going to start here uh, with Miami. Miami is a double digit favorite on the road, and that sounds like a bad idea to bet on them, but I like it because. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's back for Miami. Their defense has played better these last few weeks as their offense has gotten worse. Uh, I can't, I can't trust Tim Boyle. Like, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. Maybe is Tim Boyle actually even better than Zach Wilson? I don't know yet. Uh, they had to make the move. They have to try something. Yeah. But I'm going to go against this guy for, I don't think it's for his first start, but he's certainly not a good quarterback. So that's where I'm, I'm going Hi, I don't disagree with that. And then also they were talking about too how like their defense didn't look very good this last week. So now it's like maybe the team's just getting a full downgrade. Uh, the next pick I like is the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, can we actually scroll down here a little bit so Sorry, I can? I was editing. I said the wrong there. Okay. Yeah, Denver was two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, two and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. Because I don't believe in Doreen Thompson Robinson. If they're going to bring in the corpse of Joe Flacco, I don't believe in that either. I mean, Denver's something's got to give here to this Cleveland team. They've somehow snuck like three or four wins in a row. And like right now, Broncos are playing good football. They've won four in a row. Uh, you got Russell Wilson there. They're at home. You're going into the altitude. Defense is playing better. Offense is, you know, playing decent, decent enough. Uh, I think Cleveland goes up there and actually struggles to put points on the board. And I think uh, Denver's able to sneak out it. At least a three-point victory. So I like the Denver Broncos, the minus two and a half in this game. All right, for my next pick, we just talked about the Chargers defense. They're bad. Uh, I'm going over 46 and a half points for the Chargers in Baltimore on Sunday Night Football tonight. Or not this week. <laughs> um, because the Chargers can still score, even if they don't have receivers out there. And it, it, they don't seem like they're going to get blown out. But they'll still give up 30 points. So that's where I'm going. I like it. I like it. All right. <laughs> My last one here, Andy. I'm just going with the fact that it's going to be ugly. But give me the New York Giants and the New England Patriots under 33 and a half points. Because I don't think Tommy DeVito is going to be able to. New England still has a decent defense. I feel like, you know, coming off a week of rest, I think they'll be able to contain New York from. Scoring too much. I mean, New York in November, late November, it's going to be in the 40s. And uh, you've got the New England Patriots that just, I don't even know if Mac Jones is going to be playing this game. I don't even know who plays anymore for them. And it doesn't matter because it's they're not going to be able to move the ball. This is going to be an ugly game that you turn on your TV and it's going to be like 13 to 10 with two minutes left. And you're just like, oh, wow. And I could see this being a 17-13, 17-14 type game. So maybe 20 to 13 and I win by that half point. But uh, yeah, I just don't, I see that a lot of running in this game and a lot of solid enough defense that makes this just be very low scoring. So yeah, give me a uh, giants and Patriots under 33 and a half. And it goes to what I said earlier in the podcast about when you see an under very low, there's a reason. And when you see a total very high, there's a reason. So yeah, I'm going with that. I was considering this game, uh, but you know, the spread here, so I think I'll do it. Cause that'll be fun. Uh, New England minus three on the road because okay. uh, whatever you want to say about Bill Belichick not managing the team well, he destroys rookie quarterbacks. And, and yeah, Tommy does. DeVito is barely even a rookie. He doesn't belong in the NFL. So uh, why not? Patriots minus three. I like it. 
I like it a lot. All right. So, I mean, do we have anything else here? No. All right. So that's going to do it for episode 351 of sports. Uh, like I, like I said earlier, I'm Tony and with me, I had off-road Andy. Uh, we hit 300. We did it. We did it guys. Yeah. Wow. 157 to 152 was the final in the Pacers and the Hawks game. So wow. 309 points in regulation. Uh, wow. Congrats Pacers. Nice comeback road win. Uh, but wow. Yeah, that's impressive. But yes, uh, thanks again for listening to this podcast. Please, uh, like subscribe, tell a friend and, uh, yeah, we will, uh, talk with you all later. Have a great Thanksgiving and, uh, stay safe on black Friday. See you later.